Hello, and welcome to another set of career retrospectives right here on the Superview Show. I am joined by my two very good friends, Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? Hey, hey. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? Happy Monday, everyone. It's another day. It's another dollar. <laughs> Anyways, long story short, today, as the title of this episode suggests, we are talking today for a little while about Motley Crue's, yes, Mike, that Motley Crue, Motley Crue's 1994 album, Motley Crue. <laughs> don't, don't mind me. I'm hanging with my boys here. We're all going to get white girl drunk. Over Are you at smoking the local in the boys' room, too? Yeah, we're smoking in the boys' room. We're shouting at the devil, and we're, you know. Uh, Are going to kickstart my heart? <laughs> cursing Generation Swine. Cursed you, Generation Swine. All right. No. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. But, yeah. but we are talking about Motley Crue's Motley Crue from 1994. Um, this was Kyle's book. I'm going to let him go first on this one because this is it. We spun the wheel last week and we landed on yeah. 1994's Motley Crue. But Kyle, if you want to share the screen too, if you want to, it's up to you. But um, I got nothing to share until we uh, spin the wheel later. All right, cool. Just, I wasn't sure. But let's, let's do that for now. Let's talk about. The state of Motley Crue in 1994 in the midst of grunge. But what do you got, Kyle? What do you got? This album is one that I'm going to be honest, I'm quite the apologist for. I don't think that they did the, you know, this isn't the album that almost killed Motley Crue. They went from playing arenas to playing small clubs again. Mainly because, and I totally get it, the lack of Vince Neil. When you're missing someone that is a core member of a band, like, there's very few bands out there that every member is pretty much irreplaceable. Motley Crue is one of them just because of the personality that they all bring to the band, to the live shows. Even today, they just replaced Mick Mars with John Five. John Five, absolutely incredible guitar player, one of the best around. But it kind of lacks that feel that Mick Mars brought to the band with his style of playing. Back in 94, you know, Vince Neil got kicked out. He left whatever version of the story you want to go by. Um, you know, you bring in John Karabi, excellent vocalist, arguably a better vocalist, not even arguably, just factually a better vocalist than Vince Neil. But they didn't have that sound anymore. You know, this was the era of grunge. This was everyone was doing it. every hair metal band or glam metal band from the 80s had their grunge album. This one, I actually think, is probably the best done one. It's better than Def Leppard's attempt at grunge. It's better than um, Van Halen's singer attempt in their Van Halen 3 grunge-leaning album. You know, it, they did it very well. This is their by far their heaviest album musically. Um, you know, I'll get into more issues I have with it. But it's less Motley Crue, more Aerosmith meets grunge vibes going on i dig about half the album there's some questionable choices i'll get into but as a whole i i enjoy the album a lot more than i think most do it is it perfect absolutely not does it have some glaring flaws here and there absolutely but as a whole it has some solid tunes on it that would be nice to see them break out live every you know once in a blue moon but I don't think Vince Neil could handle these songs. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, <laughs> JT, Mike, you want to go next? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, like you know, I feel like I have a broken record here, but I uh, don't have a ton of uh, experience with uh, like you know. I know all obviously a bunch of Molly Crews, like 
best hits but i don't you know i don't know like their musical kind of like you know i never watched the documentary uh you know i've never kind of like you know like followed their kind of uh roller coaster of kind of uh the van is taken to find their kind of themselves and you know like kyle said i thought that was kind of interesting they went from playing you know like arenas to like small clubs i think every band needs that humbling kind of like reminder that like you know uh you can be everything and then have to work your way back up to um like you know back into the fan bases good graces or even just the world's uh acceptance that you're gonna play shows and actually show up for them and be uh, not uh, strung out on like every drug you can imagine so you know i know this band's had some turbulent times and it, um this feels turbulent this feels turbulent in its uh identity to me um in a lot, of, a lot of ways at one point it feels like oh it's grunge but then it feels southern kind of rock feeling and then it feels like uh you know uh it feels like it's like an attitude you know like we got some attitude but then it's just like um i feel like there's they're definitely uh listening to some bands at the time that are popular and, and borrowing from those bands uh on this album and you know i could hear alice a couple and songs alice and chains we got a a clear clear uh rip off of uh um the uh, temple of the dog uh in uh hunger strike i don't know if you guys picked up on which song i'm talking about but uh just the beginning not the whole song but the the intro um but you know you you, you kind of like get an idea because uh, most of these groups were out at the time and it feels like they're trying to find themselves their identity who they are you know what era of time they're in and kind of re uh you know kickstart their heart in a lot of ways god why did i do that um you know oh it's a, god. <laughs> i know i always do this i'm sorry they're, they're trying to reignite that uh the flame of motley crew and um that can come off as a little uh it's like a roller coaster of uh of uh the where the passion's at so yeah i'll get more into that when we go over tracks and stuff but yeah and you know this is why i picked this album too is because me coming from someone who motley crew for me is like a top five maybe even top three band sure. i absolutely love motley crew but i know that Mike hasn't really followed them and JT pretty much the same as Mike. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to throw in this curveball of the Motley Crue album that's kind of in a way not really a Motley Crue album. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's true. No, yeah. That's a good you, you you definitely did a good job picking out like a as you said, a curveball. Um <clears throat> I guess it's, it's I guess it's my turn now. Um I <laughs> And for those of uh, those of you who, know, who don't know me personally, I am not a what do they what do they, what do they call you crew heads? I don't even know what you call them. Um, I'm not Cruella the Cruella de Vil. Maybe not that. Maybe not, not. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves now. <laughs> um, I'm not. I mean, outside of like their super huge like kickstart my heart, their girls, 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 their you know, their typical like '80s hits. I just haven't really like delved into their career. I mean, I know of like the Saints of Los Angeles and stuff like that, but this one was a kind of like a like a complete out of left field. Truthfully, I was like, oh, word. Kyle picked the 1994 quote unquote grunge Motley Crue album. Let's see. What, <laughs> let's see. What we have, we'll talk about that too. Um, I, I, there's so many things going through my head right now, but I, what I will say is this: as far as, um. <clears throat> we'll get into this track list and stuff like that too and when when we get down to there but i i will say as as 
I, I do agree. I mean, a lot, all the hair metal genre, I mean, quite frankly, got hit really, really hard. Took a big hit with grunge, with Nirvana and Pearl Jam um, in the early 90s. And it was just a new wave of a new wave of music in general. Mm. And, a band, and a band like Motley Crue, unfortunately, took a big hit with grunge. And as Kyle said, <laughs> and it's true. You can look up the history for it. Uh, they went from selling out like stadiums and arenas to That's back true. to clubs. And it's and it, it, it is a sad thing if you really think about it. It's like, oh man, you know, this band I really was into now is like not the mainstream anymore. And I and I and I get that like times change, things happen. But it's when bands like this album, like a Def Leppard slang, with kisses, um, oh, what is it called? Um, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting their grunge on like the, the, the like their like the late nineties. I think it was called like um, I forget what it was, but Kiss did one too. Um. A carnival of souls. That's what it was. Kiss this mm. carnival of souls. They did that too. Van Halen. Everyone was kind of chasing that new thing, and their fan bases were like, "What's going on with you?" Um, I guess that's the impression I would get. I mean, I was obviously not alive during that. I was born in '98, so. And a I lot of their that. record labels are were uh, kind of putting pressure on a lot of these bands to do so. Um, yeah. And you, and you'll hear a lot of stories about bands saying, "No, I'm good," and like literally going and leaving record labels and doing their own thing because of the craze of trying to follow the hype of uh, grunge and you know whatever yeah and, you know so and, and that could be a whole nother conversation too on its own of like like the fact that like the the, the reason why like bon jovi i just want to say they they, they, they never did a grunge jump because they didn't want to follow chase that success because john was always like oh i'm gonna just follow my own make my own path and follow my own way you know and all that stuff that's a whole nother conversation for another time but um but yeah, that's my that's that's where I'm coming into this album from Motley Crue. I mean, it's like it's it's their 1994 take on Alice in Chains and J- maybe even Jane's Addiction, Pearl Jam. You know, we're, we're gonna get into that in a second. But that that's my initial take on stuff. Um, shall we get into the track listing, gentlemen? Yes, sir. Cool, cool, cool. So I I didn't know it was their sixth album. That's interesting. Um, it was the sixth album by heavy metal heavy metal band Motley Crue. Released on March 15th, 1994. It's almost 30 years old. Hard to believe. Uh, let's go down to the track listing. Where is it? Um, I'm gonna let Kyle, I'll read them off and then we'll go, we'll go from there. But um, Power to the Music, Uncle Jack, Hooligans Holiday, Misunderstood, Love Shine, Poison Apples, Hammered, Till Death Do Us Part, Welcome to the Dumb, Smoke the Fly. Dropping like flies, drift away, and the two thousand me. Do we listen to the the bonus tracks all, or do we do we care about that at all, or no? I actually did them. I thought that was part oh, of the normal I album. Did. So, okay, I, mean, no, I, I just very well. Okay, I, I wasn't sure. And I, I was, kind of regret it, but still, uh, like we'll talk more about. <laughs> yeah, the bonus tracks we'll are not the best. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of shocked to see that that was the bonus. Now I'm like, oh, I could have just not did that, but <laughs> could have skipped it away. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> hypnotized baby kills and living in the know were the three uh bonus tracks apparently so uh it's kyle's pick let's sit, let him go first kyle, standout tracks initial impressions what do you got yeah well first of all i'm gonna uh gonna need us to stop acknowledging that 1994 was almost 30 years ago sorry that's, <laughs> that's the first thing here uh excuse but... me while i go punch myself in the face repeatedly so. <laughs> oh that hurts <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I mean, outside of the bonus tracks, the bonus tracks are not the best. Uh, I'm just gonna get that one out there. Um, 
the album starts off pretty rough not gonna lie power to the music is not bad it's you know it's just an okay grunge track really strong alice and chains vibes on the vocals on that like very strong um it's not bad uncle jack i think is one of the worst songs on here it's one i skip every time but then you get into a really strong section of just five songs in a row that i really love hooligans holiday awesome uh, i believe there's also like a 10 minute something version of it as well it was released at some point uh misunderstood really good nice track uh love shine pretty good all kind of follows in that misunderstood more slow song type of vibe poison apples is fantastic i love this one it has that this is the closest that you get to that original like motley crew attitude and i really appreciate that coming from someone that's a huge fan of the original motley crew records and you know some of their later stuff as well but that is really nice to see and kind of see like a john karabi take on really the one track on here that i could picture being an older crew song hammered is great did you say your? I'm sorry. Did you say your uh, numbers for each one, or were you not doing that? No, I'm not going to do the numbers okay. for each one. No problem. Uh, a lot of them are, you know, sevens, you know, okay. sixes and sevens, a couple nines thrown in there. But you know, my highlights are really from this this string from tracks three to seven: "Hooligans Holiday," "Misunderstood," yeah. and "Putting Apples." "Hammered" is great. Uh, Smoke the Sky is probably honestly the heaviest song they've done. It's a pretty good track. Uh, Drift Away, I think, is the perfect way to end the album and actually a really good slow ballad. Um, Mike, I'm so sorry that you didn't get to experience the album just ending there. It would have been significantly better, I'm sure. Yes. Um, I actually think that's a really good closer. I think that was the perfect way to close the album. And, you know, if you don't count the EP, that came out a couple of years after this. Uh, I think that it was the, a nice way to end that kind of John Karabi era of the band. Not that he's bad. I actually really like what he brought to the group songwriting wise. Yeah. I thought him bringing in like a second guitar and having his own writing style really shined through, especially him and Mick Mars grew a pretty strong friendship and really good like uh, collaboration in music through this project and I, I would love to see them collaborate again now that Mick isn't in the band anymore I know he's working on a solo album at some point that was rumored that John Crabby would have part of I would really like to see that songwriting wise I think that it's done very well but there are songs on here that do like I said earlier sound like Aerosmith trying to be grunge more than Motley Crue um oh my god there was one i was listening to early now i can't remember exactly which one it was that gave me that made me think of that but either way it is what it is uh i actually do like i said think that john karabi is a much better vocalist than vince neal but he doesn't have that kind of like attitude to the vocals that vince neal had he has this different attitude that's more like that grunting, which is what they were going for. I get it. It's what was popular. They thought it was a good idea. I see why people didn't like it. On first listen, I was taken aback by it. I'll be honest. But 
as time went on, and I think that most people have gone to have the same opinion, it's actually a pretty decent record. For what it's worth, it's not as bad as people made it out to be, especially when you have Generation Swine following this, <laughs> which is by far their worst. Um, it, there's a lot to appreciate in it. I think it's really, it has some of Tommy Lee's best drumming. It has excellent guitar work throughout um, Mick Mars and John Krabi, both on the guitar there. So, I mean, that's, that's a, you know, for me, I said my standout tracks, right? But in the bottom, Uncle Jack, by far the worst on there, Till Death Do Us Part, very close second to that. Really not a fan of either of those. Dropping Like Flies is eh. But, you know, Smoke the Sky, I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, oh, this is <laughs> Motley Crue. <laughs> I would take more of this from them, to be honest with you. I would like to see them do another album that's instrumentally similar to this. I think it'd be interesting to see what it would be with Vince Neil. That's kind of what they tried to do with Generation Swine. But then that album came out in that era where grunge was starting to turn the music uh, trends were starting to turn more into industrial. So they kind mm. of tried to mix both of those. And actually a lot of those um, songs on that record were written for John Krabi's vocals. So Vince had to try to learn to sing like him. So that was a whole train wreck. But I'd love to see them actually write songs with this instrumentation style and Vince's vocals over it. I think it'd be really interesting. And I think that people actually welcome that quite a bit. As time went on, I think people really have appreciated this more. Cool. There you go. Mike, stand out. I'm going to direct it to you, sir. I want Me? you to go next. Yes. I want you to go next, sir. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, gifted the time continuum to. And as Monty Python once said, now, some, now for something completely different. <laughs> yeah, that's my turn. There you go. Yes. You're welcome, everyone. You're welcome. Yes. All right. So going, I, I said this from the get-go, going into this album was like, I, I knew the hits. I, I never listened to a full album. Sorry, everyone. But I, I, I listened to like the hit, like, you know, the kickstart my hearts, the girls, 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 the, the 80s hair metal style. And this was, I mean, I, for lack of a better word, a surprise. Um, Listening to this album was kind of like a, a weirdly, a, a, it was strange like experience for me. Listening to a track by track, I was like, this is like very, we've mentioned like, it's Kyle keeps saying Aerosmith to me. It's like Alice in Chains or like, you know, like stuff. It's a very, very different record. I have not listened to Generation Swine, so I can't really comment on that front. But <laughs> But I will say this is a different style completely. I mean, you could definitely tell like the certain style that they were going for. Um, I I don't <clears throat> I don't think it's quite as good or as like I don't want to say good. I, 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 it's not it's not the same as like their Doctor Feel Goods or their you know or their Wild Sides. You know, it's not or taking to the top for that matter. It's not like that. But I feel like they, I could definitely, listening to it over a bunch of times, I was like, I can really see what they were going for, given the, the times they were in. Given the times of the 1990s, if, 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 this, if this came out today, I would have been like, 
oh my god what's going on you know but but the fact that it can't yeah but since it did came out in 94 and it was a very unique record in general um i could see why it might have i could see why there's like nikki six and then we're like trying to say hey look we're trying to appeal to another audience and and expand uh, it it didn't quite work for me in that aspect but i can see where they were trying to go if you if you catch my drift like with songs like Hooligans Holiday, and it's weird for whatever reason. Kyle, you and I are on the, like, on the same page a little bit, but not to the same number of songs. Like the Hooligans Holiday and Misunderstood, I could definitely, I, I definitely see where you're like after what you described. I can see where you're coming from with those tracks. Uh, I smoke like a sky. Uh, smoke like a sky. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going. I'm getting really high over here. I was gonna ask, what are what are you smoking, guy? Like here. Exactly. Over I, I, I'm puffing. I'm I'm smoking I mean, the boys. Look at your nuts. background. I mean, exactly. You definitely. You definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but no, but I, but for real though, I, for whatever reason, and like the first tracks three four five and six whatever reason stood out to me as well i i get they just did i don't know why when i was listening to another when, when you listen to some when you listen to an album sometimes you get like a, oh like i'm gravitating towards these tracks and then we listen to it again you gravitate to gravitate towards the, towards these tracks those are the tracks i went back to the most were tracks was it how hooligans holiday misunderstood love shine and actually a little bit of poison apples mainly because of bob rock Bob Rock was the producer, if I'm not mistaken, on the record, right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. And Bob Rock, I mean, he's he's done a lot of great stuff. If you if you don't know who Bob Rock is as a music producer, get on it. He's incredible. Um, but I was just like, the style is very much Alice in Chains or Jane's Addictions or the the, the rock of the '90s to an extent. Um, and it, 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 I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Because this is this is I know Kyle's gonna kill me. This is my first time I listen to a Motley Crue from start to finish. Uh, I know <laughs> sins, sins on my part. I get it, but um, I I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it at the same time. I'm kind of in like the middle ground of it, if you will. Like it's good plus. It's not like I would not say it's like the greatest thing they've ever done. No, but like, I think if I were to put it on again, I might like I can get used to it type of thing. If that makes any sense, like so. That's where I'm at, and the tracks that I gravitated towards, like I said, were, were "Hooligans Hot" and "Misunderstood" and "Love Shine" as well, and "Poison Apples" for Bob Rock's input as well, because Bob Rock is Bob Rock. I feel like as you begin to say how less little you know them and how you haven't listened to a full album, Kyle's getting smaller and smaller on his screen. Oh at, at, at some point, he it's may not be there, so now. bring him back, uh, Jay, He's a- with something positive here. All right. I, I'm on. not I, I, trying I, to disappear after this. <laughs> no, no, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle I, slander. I know, I know, I, I know. Kyle's like, someone's like, how dare you? He's just like <laughs> over there. He's gonna start flipping me off or whatever. But uh, no, no, no. But like, I just, I liked what I heard. But I, I would I, would I go back to it? Probably not. It, it depends. It, it's a very strange. It, I hate saying this word, but it's a strange album for me. It's like a weird take on like. I don't know. There's so many things going through my head right now. So it's just kind of crazy. But yeah, I just, I really liked it, but I didn't like, I liked it in a weird way that I thought I would. Cause like I had like a pre, I had a pre conceived notion of like, all right, it's Motley Crue. I, I am, I, I, I was trying to put together like in my own head of like, it's grunge meets Her- Motley Crue in 1994. That's my, I had like a, like a, like my own thoughts were like, all right, 
this is what this is what I think it's gonna sound like, and I was like taken back by what it was, if that makes sense. So that's just I can I can go on for a little bit more, but I don't want to take the, take up too much time. But yeah, it's kind of where I'm at with that right now. Uh, and I said I said that my tracks are actually tracks three, four, and five. For whatever reason, like when I was listening to them over and over again, those tracks just stood out to me. I was like, all right, those are the the, the shiners on here, like the ones that shine the most. So anyways, I don't where's think the, I don't. Where's want... the Motley Crue self-titled song? Damn it! Like, <laughs> where's the title track? <laughs> we need this. This is where's so, the this title is... track? God, Kyle, why you gotta pick? Why you gotta pick a song? Why you gotta pick exactly. one? Why you have to pick an album that does not have a title track? <laughs> That's it's why so I did it. Yes. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everyone knows I do love a good title track, but still, I mean, just saying. Anyways, Mike, I'm going to take it over to you now. What do you got? Yo, 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 yo. All right. So, um, yeah, this is definitely a little bit of a confused album, I think, when it comes to, like, um, knowing what kind of vibe they're going for. You know, you feel like the grunge kicking in, but then you just got this, like, southern rock uh country rock uh i wouldn't say country rock i'd say more southern rock but like vibes kicking in and then you have like some moments like kyle said that shine through that have like this uh motley crew kind of like um you know like the skeleton of of the band is still kind of like intact but like in a lot of ways um sometimes i feel like this vocalist is trying a little too hard to pull off some of these kind of uh you know these grungy vocals these kind of attitude vocals that kind of uh hurt the music um other times it works other times it doesn't uh it sounds great like uh production wise the drums uh are okay i i feel they're a little choppy uh at times like the way they just kind of you know like it almost feels like they were trying to go for a certain sound that really um might limit the drummer to just not really uh sounding like natural sounds very kind of like uh like it's just stop go stop go because they that, that's something that happens in this album quite frequently that drives me a little bit nuts but i'll kind of just run down the list uh power of the music yeah like i said it's got that choppy quality to the riffs like the drumming that doesn't really suit my style uh chorus is repetitive in this um basics not bad not great six out of ten um you know uncle jack uh yeah not a good song like uh not a horrible song but it's just five you know it's really just like uh nice, it's just real quick how yeah. are we on the same page with our numbers so far i know it's, i told you Kyle, something's wrong the equinox from the uh the the moon is rising and the, the forward thrusting dog and i don't know something yeah we we need to like uh, reset the universe here because something's going on I don't know what's we going need, on. We need that Thanos <laughs> snap. Yeah, just, just yeah, everything just changes. Um, yeah. So Uncle Jack, it's just it's got that alternative grunge feel. Um, um, you know, the vocals don't seem to work too much. Uh, I love the breakdown at the end. It almost kind of reminds me of Silverchair, like that. Da da You know, like that. Just kind of like it's cool, but it's too little, too late. Like it kind of comes in and just hangs there for a while, and just you wish like where was this? towards the middle or beginning of the song or like somewhere you know the guy's going trying to pull off the lane daily but it's just not um it's the lane goalie going away it's not that didn't work all right but um yeah so three uh hooligans holiday like i just this plays like a wwf montage uh song for me it wasn't my thing it was like i had a country kind of like uh southern rock feel to it with some uh you know some 
decent stuff here and there, but overall, like, um, it never really just took off for me. It just feels out of place. Um, uh, six out of 10, but it's not horrible. It's better than uncle Jack for sure. Um, misunderstood. Like I was saying before earlier in my deal, uh, this, uh, was this opening was a, uh, ripoff of the temple of the dog's hunger strike. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that song, but you listen, go listen to that song and then listen to this, um, this song misunderstood. And it's just literally little boy. It's the same melody to temple of the dog's hunger strike. Um, but then once you get past that, it's actually, it kind of kicks up and it like, uh, it kind of kicks into gear. It's not too bad. Um, but then it just kind of like, it's too long for its own good. And that's mm-hmm. a that's gonna be a trend you're gonna see in this album quite frequently. Yep. A lot of these songs needed to be trimmed down, and it kind of hurts um, listening to it. Like, uh, like at 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 times it almost kind of made me think like Metallica's like the album we had previously um, reviewed. Like you you see where things drag on too long, and they're not doing something new. They're just kind of re re you know re uh, hashing the same stuff to try to just like almost drag it out and it, it kind of really um you know feels uh like that here um so and then love shine not bad actually it was a 6.5 uh chill song you know acoustic-esque southern feel to it and picture guys sitting around you know like i could almost see the video in my head and i almost want to look for a video of just them sitting around like with chairs turned backward like love shine you know like i was just kind of like Dude, this if this isn't a video it needs to be because it just fits this what they're going for um best chorus so far poison apples that chorus is the only thing that i feel like reminds me of molly crew like it, it's the first time that i was like okay this feels like molly crew like uh everything else felt like just guys trying to pull off some of their uh best impersonations of things going on at the time and uh, yeah, Poison Apples, like all the rest of the song, uh, vocals kind of get on my nerve with their over attempt at gritty and like over theatrical. And that's kind of like what they were doing. Um, Hammered, Hammered actually was a nine out of 10. This was my first standout track of the entire album. Nine out of 10, opening riff, transition to another good riff, that Southern kind of uh, ringing riff in the background. I love it. I love it. This was actually one of the, the few songs um, where I like the chorus too as well. Uh, this uh, this song was had a good pacing, southern rock done right with attitude, but with like that a little bit of grunginess. Hammered is like the first song I could endorse um, so far. Then we kind of go dealt that to us part. Choppy, six out of ten. Uh, Welcome to the numb. Once again, six out of ten. Um, felt like Poison Apples part, part two, but without the good chorus. Um, Smoke the sky, pretty run of the mill for me. Uh, good riff, doesn't overdo it too much, but it's just. I expected it to take off, um, but it didn't. 6.5 out of 10. And then we get to my first 10 out of 10, Dropping Like Flies. Wow. This song is awesome. Uh, best chorus of the album. Transition to a very grungy, good riff. Reminds me of Allison Chain's vocals. Trying a little too hard at times. Um, drums aren't doing this song any favors, but it really holds together. Um, once again, too long. It needed to, they could have done that chorus a little bit less. We're driving like that. You know, I'm very, very uh, um, Alice in Chains, but it just did it, did it. I love that just kind of keeps the groove, keeps the attitude. Uh, it's It never overdoes anything to uh, 
too much, but it does it enough that you're like, okay, cut out a good minute of this and you would have been uh, really um, like, you know, it might, it might lower its rating on a, on many listens, but um, still it was good. And then the rest of this album is, is, is where we are. We're in the Motley crew jet and the lead, the, the, the pilot is, he's on heroin. I'm sorry guys, but uh, he is on heroin and he, we are crashing, man. And I'm just like, someone wake him up. He's drifting away. We're, we're heading in. And it's just like, yeah, like uh, the rest of this bonus album drift away was okay. Uh, standard valid nothing really to, that didn't blow my mind but the rest of that bonus stuff hypnotized baby kills living in the know it were just four out of ten or in the last one was six out of ten it was like um aerosmith uh like aerosmith bad impersonation of aerosmith and with the attitude of just like these lyrics are just cringe as all hell um li- lyrics were you know cringy definitely throughout the whole thing but um but like overall it was a nosedive with that bonus track so i'm thankful that i now realize that that was not part of the album because <laughs> i would have drifted away and been fine i would have been probably been happier to hear drift away and been fine with it but then why god that's yeah just don't for those yeah, folks don't hold you know, those against it mike yeah right right i'm gonna have to recap you know re- retabulate recalculate re-extrapolate um you know some of the numbers and stuff but like yeah like that yeah those ones are definitely not helping for sure but um yeah uh it was like an up and down roller coaster you know like uh some some a couple highs but a lot of mids and lows um so yeah overall uh interesting though interesting to hear uh their take on the garage but like mixing in some of the southern kind of uh southern rock um you know um a little bit of glam rock but boy no glam rock like if this is if we're in a blender here man it's on low it's on very low they did not blend any of their previous um experience in 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 music or they were trying to separate themselves from that and it's clear to see that they did not want to be even associated with the motley crew of old and and that kind of comes back to bite you uh while your fan base gets a little pissed off when you don't want to acknowledge where you came from so yeah this to me is one of those examples of when you should have just made a side project Mm, yeah Yeah. or if you you know if you didn't want to be a side project just ended motley crew Mm. and then if you know years down the line if you know vince neil wanted to come back or you know whatever yeah picked it up again i think it would have been much better i think it would have been way more well received if that was the case i feel the same way about like saying anger by metallica if anyone else put that out yeah solid album just like this it's a decent album for the time but when you compare it to what came before it and what you're expecting you can't expect people to be severely put off by it at that time like now looking back in hindsight you're like all right musically it's not bad but at the time it's like well i want my glam rock motley crew back i want like my fun <laughs> party time band back like where'd that go like there's like you said mike there's like no hint of that here poison mm. apples is like the only hint of that you get yeah and i honestly if that was due to bob rock helping write that one he should have just stepped in for the rest of the album too yeah and that's actually been like a, hey maybe yeah. let's have some more fun choruses like it's 
Motley yes. Crue for me has been a band that their first five albums, certified classics, each one of them, incredible. Right. And then right. they have, a, you know, their downhill times, but you know, they've always been a fun band, and that's mm. what I love about them. Right. Even their like ballads are still ballads just on like on fun records surrounded by other fun songs this is just a dark album front to back for the most part and you know it does what it does and it it does it relatively well for what it's worth yeah good point good point good point um we all set to go to our ratings yeah let's rock and roll uh let's go to mike i want you to go first are you going to go JT, sacrifice him to the to the gods. Yes, start start buying. You're 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 listening to a 260 pound lamb right now. Is about to be sacrificed. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, (laughs) there you go. All Mm. right. So I've said what I've said about (laughs) Motley Crue so far. Given the fact that I all right, I'm gonna back up my rating with this it's not necessarily bad it's not necessarily good in my opinion it's a to me it was a very um, a middle ground album that had a lot of plus to it though i will i'll, I'll put it like that um the, the the tracks that i mentioned did shine did shine more to me after a couple more lessons like oh, this one got this one stood out to me more this one stood out to me more that's really all it was for me um but I so you're gonna let your love shine then. You're, <laughs> you're gonna say how good this album is, right? So I mean, I, I, that's what I'm getting. I'm just getting. Mike. <laughs> can, can continue. I'm sorry. Continue. I, <laughs> I thought we were sacrificing the lamb. <laughs> yeah, we are, but I, you know, kind of confused you. You're just and it's working. Yeah, I gotta confuse you. You know. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so I I'm sitting at about a, a six point five. Uh, only because it, it for me it was very in the middle of the road. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. But for me, it was like coming off of what I knew of Motley Crue, of Kickstart My Heart, and being like you know, and Doctor Feel Good, and you know, take me to the top. And that's to me when I think of Motley Crue, I think of that. And this was like a big like uh, a curveball, as Kyle said from the beginning. So it was a bit of a curve for me. I'm sitting about like a six point five. I'll be generous and go six point seven five, if that helps anyone. So be, being the sacrificial <laughs> lamb here. Hello. <laughs> You can all reach us at Super Review Show on Instagram and DM me and tell me how, how much of a fool I am. Anyways, um, <laughs> tell you, you're the lamb. You're the lamb. Anyways, <laughs> you're not uh, the goat. You're just the lamb, bro. I'm, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that hurt. Oh, Damn. my God. Damn. Damn. That really that, that was a low blow, Mike. That was a yeah, low hey. blow. That's why I'm wow. here. I told you I'm the villain for yeah, a reason. Uh, so. no, no, you, <laughs> I can't even talk. <laughs> Uh, six point six point seven five for me because uh, like it was not what I was expecting, but it didn't rub me the wrong way in that aspect. That's that's my my reasoning. So, anyways, I'll let Mike go next. He'll be the next I lamb. Hate, I hate you because it's funny. Mine was a six point three. Uh, no, it was not. <laughs> I swear to God, it was six point three. And then I like I told everybody I always deduct a little bit of points from the uh, the album when there is an overall glaring problem, and that's just length of song, uh, like. There's just a, a bunch of songs on this album that literally could have just been cut down and been like Kyle was saying, a little more fun and less like a, a like they're trying to just uh, 
kind of just churn at you with this uh, grungy kind of chur, 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 chur. you know, like we're grunge and we're going to prove it by playing you six minutes of like that. And it's just like, cool, bro. Okay, then you're going to hit me with a fun chorus, right? Uh, it's like three minutes and a three and a half, four minutes. Like, no, next song is going to be like, you know, like how's it a dark, you know, we're just, we're trying to prove that we're like grunge and we don't want to like, uh, be fun and it's like cool but what you're gonna do by doing that is you're gonna offset the rhythm of this freaking album um you got your only real you know this ballad beside the uh uh misunderstood was it misunderstood or um that started off that way um you know but you just have too much of one thing kind of uh happening here so um like I said I deduct a little bit of points for just the overall glaring um, album problem. So it was a six out of ten, straight flat. Uh, not, not uh, like a wretched album in any shake of the imagination, but um, it's got a couple cool songs on it that I like. Were like surprised that they pulled off. You know, like those two songs. I I definitely would listen to those again and come back to them again. But overall, it's like the rest of these songs, they were they were kind of just why listen to uh motley crew do this when i can listen to uh, another grunge band who actually does this uh far more superior uh in nature um you know it's just like i want to hear motley crew do the thing that i want like kyle said i want to hear them do what they do best not what they do um you know middle of the road like so yeah for me six out of ten i just prefer the motley the fun motley crew is like you know these bit right here my bro my bro is right here, right here, right here. We're all, we're all gonna get matching tattoos of like a broken heart with a freaking arrow through it. And, uh, you're and all I'll say invited. mom on this side too. Mom, <laughs> yeah, mom, and, and our and my wig just came off. Hold on, there you go. Your wig, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, but uh, overall, like, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's got a, it's got some good stuff. It's got, it's not bad. So, yeah. Well, interestingly enough, we're all pretty much on the same page here, score wise. <sighs> I hover between a 6.5 to a very, very light 7 on this, depending on what I'm in the mood for. Uh, I would say probably as a whole album experience, I lean toward the 6.5, maybe 6.75. Yeah. But I completely agree with everything you know. Mike said. The songs are way too long mm. to a huge detriment. There's no fun songs on here except one. And for me... Molly Crew has, like I said, they've been one of my favorite bands for a very long time. They're actually the band that made me want to play music. I always, you know, loved music, appreciated it. But Molly Crew is the band that made me want to be in a band because they were so cool. That was like that rock and roll lifestyle. I thought it was the coolest thing when I was younger. That was awesome. And then this album. Just completely got rid of that and like, yeah, we're not these cool party guys anymore. We're we're these dark, brooding grunge players. I was like, no, you're not. And then that continued for a little while, and then they got back to their groove a little bit later. But yeah, I mean, six point five. It's maybe six point seven five seven on a really good day if I'm in the mood to listen to grunge. Well, I was gonna say, wait a minute. If you didn't change your rating, would JT be the biggest fan of this album? <laughs> yeah. that, that, that would have been hilarious. Like Kyle yeah. suggested it, and JT loves it more. Well, I like, think so because my normal rating on this is a six point five. Yeah, like, JT, okay. are you willing to stand at your six point seven five? 
if I'm in the mood for grunge, I could go up a little bit higher, but I'm very rarely in the mood to listen to grunge, to be completely honest. And as Dave Fair. Portnoy, and as Dave Portnoy says, I don't know if anyone follows Dave Portnoy for uh, Barstool Sports, but once a man gives a rating, he cannot take he back cannot a take rating. Back. Yes, like once you you give a rating, you must keep a rating, must and that's final. It's unofficial. It's a uh, unofficial if you do change it. I I mean, these are just rules know. that you know. I don't know if JT's ever been the villain here, but today he's the hero. The hero. Oh my god. The hero we didn't events. <laughs> oh I love I feel that. like I feel like the, the, the biggest hero of all of you because of like it's just wow. I feel honored today. <laughs> hey, we get we give it all to you, oh Motley crew master. You are the, uh... <laughs> oh Motley. Oh hell. Oh hell. Oh hell, yes. Oh hell, the Motley Crew Master. Oh my god. Yes, for sure. Um, cool. All right. Q man, well, you ready to spin the wheel? Absolutely. Q it up, Q man. Q man. K Q man. Mike, we're on camera. I can't get Not yet, Mike. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Mike's just saying that he loves the letter K. K Q. Yes, K Q. K Q. Those are Kyle's initials. Okay. And we are. Oh, this is my pick. Hey, wow. This is going to be a good change of uh, pace here. This is, I just want to just say this. This person has 20,000 Spotify monthly listeners. Is this the Broadway uh, play of Citizen Kane? Or no. is this something different? Oh, okay, sorry. No, no. <laughs> Maybe this is the, sorry, sorry, sorry. This is a different one. Okay, sorry. Everyone's doing Broadway plays so, of, you know, make some money. Yeah, so, all right. God damn it, Mike. <laughs> No, this is for those of you who are listening to us. We just spun the wheel and it landed on a, a, an artist by the name of Chez Kane. Chez, okay, yeah, no, like like okay. cheese, like but like with like like, a, like like cheese, but with a fancy lettering, C H E Z, and then Kane, like Citizen Kane. Uh, um, I don't want to give away too much, but that's our next next week's listen. So I'm excited to do that, man. I I I, I don't want to say too much, but I discovered her through like watching like interviews of like obscure artists on youtube and i was like ah, let me try this one out and i was like all right cool we'll see well but we'll have to see what these two have to say about it next week um but that's gonna do it for us i want to thank the two fine gentlemen of course kyle and mike for doing this as always and listen if you're a fan of two two friends just talking about whatever this guy down here kyle q does the q a podcast with his yes. other friend steve uh, please yeah. follow them on all their podcast platforms. Follow, like them on and follow them on Instagram or whatever. Follow, just they do a great, he did such a great job. I listened to one of your episodes the other day and bravo, my guy. Um, thank you. Yes. Follow on Spotify, share it around. Yes. yes, share it to all of your your grandmas and your grandpas and everyone else in your family and your cats and your dogs and your neighbors because now they're finally useful for something. There Every. you go. Yeah, Everything and he's down. also voted best beard of 2023, which is, I mean, I really thought that was going to go to somebody else, but my best God. Best beard of the uh, career retrospectives. Yes, I mean, that's a, you got to you gotta listen and, and subscribe for that reason alone and then just let the rest of the, you know, content prove itself. Exactly. That, so. But ultimately, it's what you guys have to say out there. If you liked what you heard or seen here, subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on our podcast format as well. I want to thank Kyle and Mike, of course, for doing it as well. Tune in next week for when we talk about Chance Kane, an obscure artist that I think these two gentlemen might like. We'll have to wait and see, of course. But thanks so much for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us. 